It's March 26th, 2023, and welcome to episode 78 of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server now and again to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Say my name. And Maggie. Hi. Okay, so many things to talk about uh but yeah did you guys hear that new twice album holy yeah i mean you know (laughs) while we wait um but yeah so uh the main topic of course is going to be the release of the other one and we will will talk about that Uh, i think so i would like to kind of talk through the album itself uh, a bit but i think i'd like to postpone that so maybe we'll make that the the topic that we get to later um, so if for some reason you have not listened to it yet uh, and you don't want to hear our thoughts on it, uh, there should be a point where you can stop. Um, uh, we will, I think, though, nevertheless, talk about Mirror Mirror because that uh, everybody has access to that. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Like, I guess the technical album release we can talk about, what, like two days ago, I think was release day. This was a Friday. So that was when streaming services got it and, you know, your pre-orders arrived and that kind of thing. Uh, but People in Japan were getting it already on, I think, like Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were getting it really stupidly early. And some of the um, even some of the stores were setting it out early, which is odd. So if you were in Japan, uh, you had it like, uh, you know, many days before release day. And there was also a listening party in the UK uh, that was a two days before release. So mm-hmm. you could go to rough trade in a in a room and listen to the album in a in a room of people also listening to the album Mm -hmm. Uh, allegedly for the first time it's quite possible that some of those people had already heard it (laughs) but (laughs) possibly um, and even osmart i mean their their stuff arrived um in the u.s between wednesday and friday generally so Mm -hmm. uh, i think i think i had it a day before yeah i had mine on thursday same yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter that much, but uh, it was it was interesting, uh, you know, how release day wound up being kind of late compared to when everybody heard it. <laughs> right. You know, we were waiting for the fifth song and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, because we were promised by the map, you know, that there would be, you know, new song number five would come mm-hmm. out somewhere somewhere in March. Also, you know, the same month as the the other one album release. Uh, but it turned out that what they did was they basically released it at the same time. Mm. So it's it's kind of like a hype release rather than a uh, preview. Right. Which I'm kind of glad for, really. It, uh, it generated some hype. That is for sure. Lots of trending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, so they had released what they, they released uh, Divine Attack, Monochrome, and light and darkness beforehand uh and something else no what am i missing <laughs> uh monochrome Met- metal kingdom oh yeah metal kingdom yeah there's a sense in which uh none of those were really like the same kind of heavy that mirror mirror was and True. uh it kind of set a a different sort of expectation that then they turned around with mirror mirror and i think um mm-hmm. the pattern might have been that the legend would have been the one that that got released because it was, uh, you know, they played that at the show, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but that would have been a terrible choice. <laughs> yeah. I think I so as well. Yeah. Um, and I, and I really think this did, this did what, uh, 
what they wanted, which is like, you know, it's, it's a pretty, pretty heavy song, pretty, uh, I don't know. It's still, it's, you know, it's got, it's half, half in Japanese, half in English. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so what did you think of that? I mean, maybe we can start with that. Maybe talk about the official lyric video that they released. Well, the, the, the lyric video is actually really cool. Um, it does show the girls for like a split second and then all of it's like this, it's almost <laughs> like a nature documentary. It's, it's really cool. It's got like animals and, and trees and plants and, and then it goes into this 3d, um, generated, uh, world of statues and stuff. Uh, I know I'm me- not being very descriptive. I would say go see it if you haven't, because it's totally worth it. It's really cool. Um, they have... Um, you know, the lyrics are inside of a mirror there at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of the text is a little odd. <laughs> it's really hard Maybe to like read at font? some points. Yeah. yeah, the font, the font. You would think being in tech, I would have known font, but it is what it is. Um, anyway, the font was really hard to read at some points in time. And... But elsewise, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of cool because then after a certain point, then like all that nature stuff kind of went to a a better set of nature stuff. Like, uh, for example, and the only example I could think of right off the top of my head right now is um, there was a set of eggs in a nest, little, little, tiny, Mm -hmm. little bird eggs. Three of them. And then after the other point of the song. The eggs have hatched and there's little chicks that are just chirping out out of the eggs. And it's just so cute. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's stuff along those lines. It's just it's just really, really nice. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Now, the the song in and of itself, I I, I really like it. (laughs) It's Uh uh, it's really good. It's 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 really flipped flipped the lid on the expectation. You know, we've all only heard like snippets and things. And even they did a really good job of like hiding the true nature of each of the songs through those snippets, because that was not what I was expecting out of that song at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just, it just, it's just so good. And, and um, I, I've, I have compared it to, and a funny toss had actually pointed it back out to me. And I remember being excited about it, but uh, it reminds me a lot of the band um, animals as leaders who are just do strictly like instrumental music uh, the, the the song just it really reminds me of of you know the musicality that they would do, and also just a little bit of Lady Gaga in there too, just just a little bit. But and it's also just really heavy. It's it's just it's good. <laughs> it's just really yeah. really good. And it's probably if I had to choose, it is probably my favorite song out of the whole entire album. It really is. It's just it's it's perfect baby metal, like mature baby metal. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my two cents in it. <laughs> yeah, and we we actually had a little bit of um this you know we'll probably talk about this more later, but the in the PMC issue there was a interview where they kind of went through each of these songs and you know some thoughts about them. And uh, Moa said of this one that this this one probably sounds the most like what you would have expected out of Baby Metal. Yes, I I would agree. Yes, that this is very much more a what we would come to think as a baby metal song. A couple of things, I guess on the video, you know, props to whoever they've hired in the first place to do the VFX for their lyrics videos mm-hmm. for these releases. Cause they're, mm-hmm. 
they're they're much more elevated than they have been in the past. And I've definitely commented on the show before and how I think I could walk into a VFX house in Japan and just step right in and be the best guy there, not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no longer the case anymore. So happy to see that they're making use of technology in a fun way for their lyric videos. I would really have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the uh, production meetings for this video. Because, mm-hmm. you know, from Maggie's comments, it, it does, it kind of goes all over the place. You know, definitely the mirror theme is everywhere. Lots mm-hmm. of mirrored imagery um, on either are using playing with like the horizontal split of the frame or the vertical split of the frame. Um, and really interestingly, one thing tying it all together is the uh, that VFX like 2D bird. That always mm-hmm. seems to be flying into the vanishing point, which is really interesting. I'd like to know more about that um, and figure out the symbology behind that, because that feels very Somebody suggested maybe it was Koba's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too thick. It's too thick and okay. too full yeah. for that. True. <laughs> um, but, you, but, it, but it's cool. You know, it flies off into a nebula, into a galaxy, and it, it it's flying past all this other symbology that we probably don't quite understand yet because we don't have the full picture. So it would have been really fun to hear how they're pitching what they want to the production company tasked with putting this together. Um, because I bet there were a lot of really interesting questions and a lot of very confused artists while they were going mm-hmm. through this. Um, yeah. but it's yes. cool. Um, you know, as, as far as the song goes, um, is it what I expect out of baby metal? Well, what I expect out of baby metal is to not expect anything, I suppose. So I, I don't know how I feel about that. If that makes sense. Expect the unexpected yeah. is what I expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I think there is there is something kind of like a a recipe, you know that that mm. it's there's a lot of alternating yeah. heavy and light, and you know the the vocals are always they're always sort of clear. The metalness is all in the in the instrumental. True. Yeah, absolutely. In the lyric video, they did, it's the basic scenes uh mirror the the segments of the song you know so when we're looking at all the ma- the nature stuff mm-hmm. that's all in the sort of heavy stuff and then we switch entirely into this computer generated stuff uh when it's lighter you know the the video alternates the same way the song does mm-hmm. uh and then when they get to this like super heavy breakdown it's you know all industry and fire and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> And it was funny. So with the uh, they released a couple of shorts ahead of this, uh, you know, like the little ten second things or whatever. Um, and they released two of them uh, with like totally separate uh, parts of the song, <laughs> you know, so that mm-hmm. they looked. It really sounded like they didn't belong together at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, so they did, I guess, uh, preview that as well in a way, but. Mm-hmm. on the font stuff particularly there's a couple of lines from Macbeth in there um yeah and those are super hard to read yeah the that old, was old just not fireburn and cauldron bubble yeah um but i mean like you have to already know what those are right. before you In can reference. actually yeah read exactly those. yeah it's more interesting they're actually mirrored on the screen too mm-hmm another interesting detail that was posted in our chat by insane is somebody found snippets of ms dos in a frame that's pretty cool which is hilarious to me if you're not familiar with ms dos because you're not as old as i am that's what (laughs) windows started as it's like the the underlying operating system for windows going back to the 90s um which is i think pretty hilarious (laughs) and it makes me wonder 
if that was an artistic choice or if somebody Googled like code image, <laughs> took a PNG and slapped it on there because they wanted to look. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering exactly that. I mean, like, um, you know, did did Koba say, you know, what we need here is MS DOS because we know whatever the Computer yeah. History Museum released it recently or whatever. Uh, exactly. <laughs> there's a, there's a kind of similar thing um, in the Terminator, the movie The Terminator, where like mm-hmm. you're looking through, mm-hmm. you know, the the view from the viewpoint, and, yeah. and there's some code scrolling by, and it turns out, you know, like people have identified what it was, and you know, it's just yeah. it's some code from the you know. 6502 code from the Apple II published in a magazine somewhere, you know, so it was right. presumably somebody basically looking for something that looked code E. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, one thing I want to mention is the, the the fairy tale of Snow White open domain. That's a pretty big theme of the lyrics. That mm-hmm. seems clearly inspired by mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that, is that, that must be surely that's open domain, right? They can get away with that. Or is it, or is uh, it derivative possibly, enough? Yeah, either that or it's just so um, like common that it's unprotectable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being aside, I wasn't, exp- I wasn't, I didn't draw that in my brain knowing the title of mm-hmm. the song before hearing it. So that, that mm-hmm. was an interesting choice. I guess, absurding my expectations going into listening to it for the first time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's one, one thing that you then got by not, really participating in the digital gallery because we did we did kind of late in the game get a snippet that had those words in it like mm. you know you, you could tell that it was it was mirror mirror on the wall you know sure okay yeah oh okay fair enough uh oh actually the other thing too is that the the alternation in that you know between the sort of heavy and light stuff is also alternation between japanese and english mm-hmm. in the other order but like so the heavy stuff is all in english and the and the sort of lighter stuff is all in japanese right mm-hmm that is something I noticed too. I will see, and this is a theme throughout the whole album. Maybe we can talk on a little bit more later. Uh, but compared to Metal Galaxy and obviously the first two albums, their use of English lyrics makes much more sense and sounds much more natural this time around. Yes, yeah. that, is, that is an accurate statement. Not to completely rip on Elevator Girl English, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, what a bad... Yeah. What a bad idea that was. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. go back and I think uh, I think we have an episode somewhere, you know, back around then called "Spin, Spin, Spin Around" <laughs> that will reveal our thoughts on that. <laughs> but um, and you know, I guess people who were waiting for the album, you know, and and didn't get it from Osmart and were waiting for the streams or whatever, got if you weren't in Japan, you got this early. You know, you got a little a little bit of a lead on the album by, by seeing this. Um, mm-hmm, but exactly. I think this also kind of revives the image in, in terms of like people reacting to videos and that kind of things, you know, that this is what, this is what they're, they were there for. They weren't, they weren't necessarily there for light and darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Maybe the other, the other sort of big thing to talk about. And I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this fits in here, but, uh, but another thing that just happened was that Wawa played, the um january show big metal mm-hmm. return so we actually got to see that um we we in at least some reading uh did anyone else watch that <laughs> among us i've watched snippets i've not seen the whole entire thing no i think i'm just gonna wait for the actual release i see okay so 
I did watch it. You know, we had some pieces of it in Light and Darkness and, and Metal Kingdom, but of course with the studio audio. And the, the Wow Wow uh, did actually show like, you know, all the all the stuff that we heard about, you know, the, with mm-hmm. the with the thrones rolling out from behind the mm-hmm. behind the doors and all that stuff. Um, it was it was much extended. Uh, but the other thing that I think was nice about that was that uh, even during the um, Metal Kingdom song itself, which was I think it was slightly longer. I mean, like there were there were pauses that aren't in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did compress it a little bit to make it fit the studio audio. But um, but there's also the editing is different. I mean, like you get to see different stuff. Um, mm. uh, that may be because because Metal Kingdom came out so early, so they had longer to edit. I like what we're going to get on the Blu-ray and the Wow Wow um, edits better. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, it, but it's kind of nice to be able to see multiple angles. Yeah, and right. I'm sure people will immediately go to the classic. Well, of course, it's different. They want you to buy it. Um, but I do right. think just uh, you edit a music video much different, much more differently than you would edit something intended to sit down and be watched for an hour and 20 minutes straight. You're editing to tell the story more than to be consumed on YouTube in three minutes, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's necessarily more time they had to put a different edit together. I think it's more that the intent is different, so the edit's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. You can see the uh, it, more of the faces of the the sort of like apostles or whoever they are. Um, mm, that's too. good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I mean, I think that partly in the um, the music video version, they needed to edit around a little bit where the where it wouldn't have looked in sync <laughs> mm, you know right yeah. since they weren't using the actual audio from the show right but anyway it looks it looks good i suspect that the wow version is going to be what we see on the blu-ray probably very Most similar likely. yeah the only other thing to mention is that they uh, i forget what they skipped I, uh, but they they definitely skipped doki doki morning yeah um, they as did skip predicted that. <laughs> i read that they skipped that and give me chocolate yeah. Okay. That, that the the chat immediately agrees with you. <laughs> I almost said that, and then I then I realized I wasn't totally sure. But yeah. So give me chocolate was chocolate was missed and uh, doki doki morning. Uh, so there's still a reason to get the Blu-ray. That makes sense. Yeah, they're pay, they're gonna paywall doki doki morning, and I would imagine that give me chocolate was skipped because there's up to million recordings of it. So if they need right. to edit for time exactly. for TV, that's definitely the song I would cut. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I think, and they're also kind of at a point where you don't, you don't need that. Exactly. You know, it's not that that's the one thing people are waiting to, to hear. Exactly. I mean, I think maybe we said this before, but the, but the impact of Doki Doki Morning is, uh, it's kind of more directed at people who are invested enough to get the mm-hmm. DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever. It's not, um, mm-hmm. absolutely. The general audience of Wow Wow might not care about that. <laughs> Right, exactly. Or they may not even know. Like, and now, although I'm not as familiar with how Wow Wow functions at this point in time anymore, but like, it's it's on demand. But it's like MTV. Okay, it's a channel. It's a digital channel in Japan. Well, I I know that it's a channel, but like, is it one of those things where you had to pay to watch it? It's basically just like, it's sort of like a little mini network. There are, there are maybe three or four different Wawa channels. One of them is Wawa Prime. Mm -hmm. Um, This is Wawa Prime. You know, you subscribe to that. And, but actually I think you subscribe to all of them at once. 
mm-hmm. but uh, so you could just like turn on the TV and watch it, uh, or okay. you could request something that was in the past on demand. Fair enough. Uh, basically, but, basically the point in in what I was trying to get at was more like anybody could could watch this and be like, you know, yeah. people who are not used to yeah. baby metal be like, oh, well, what's the, you know, I've always heard about these people and they're always advertised everywhere. Let's watch this, you know, basically getting to the point of like, if anything, if it's edited, then, you know, it's edited for the general audience, not for specifically baby metal fans. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, edited, it's edited to be put on TV. Yeah. I do remember from looking at sort of comparisons between, I think it was Big Fox Festival on Wow Wow and on the Blu-ray, that um, Wow Wow tended to, if there was a difference in the editing, it was Wow Wow would show the audience, like, freaking out and looking excited and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the Blu-ray would show what's going on on the stage and not show the audience as much, which, you know, that also sort of fits in with this, like, uh, the people who got the Blu-ray want to see the band. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. The people who are just watching it, you know, kind of want to get in on the hype with everybody else that's there. Right. My guess is in this case, it's going to be uh, completely made redundant with once the Blu-ray is out. I mean, like, I think the Blu-ray will be a superset completely of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Wawa broadcast. So it's not like that weird situation with Big Fox Festival where a couple of songs only exist on the Wawa. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's enough. <laughs> Is that enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, we I think can that's enough. Turn to talk to the album itself. Yes. Um, so I think there's basically a couple of things to talk about. One one is just the content, uh, and then one is like all the additions and things like that. We start off with Metal Kingdom. The concept is thrown. Lyrics are Kitsune of Metal God, and this is Tatsuo Metal is responsible mm-hmm. for this. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a few sort of familiar names along here. Um, Tatsuo Metal did Onodari Dasaksan, Song 4, Meditaro, Tales of the Destiny and the One, Omajinai, and then on the other one, Metal Kingdom, Time Wave, and Light and Darkness. Mm-hmm. So one of the long-serving participants here. Yes, very much so. Yeah, we've talked about this one a lot, I think. Yeah, we yeah. did. I think just to summarize, it grew on all of us. Yes. I wasn't yep. sold on it until I saw it happen. I think mm-hmm. that's probably going to be a theme right now that you've seen the wow wow. It makes more sense mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, heck, your note here says it's grown on you a lot. <laughs> no longer sounds yeah. too long and it's telling a story. Yeah. I think it's a great opener yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I agree. When I first encountered it, there's a there's a chunk in the middle where they kind of cycle through some cycle through the march part mm. twice when mm-hmm. it sort of felt like they only needed one. Um, but I've entirely changed my mind on that. It, it would sound <laughs> wrong if it were if it were half as long because it's really mm-hmm. it's really sort of like taking you on this march, mm-hmm. and it you know it it needs that length. That's part of the that's part of the story and part of the song. Yes. Next up was Divine Attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept was cavalry. This was Meg Metal is the uh, music and arrangement and Haya Metal. Uh, Meg Metal, we know from Metal Galaxy, who did basically everything on Metal Galaxy. <laughs> uh, and I think maybe there's a couple other things. Oh, Syncopation was the only other thing that Meg Metal was doing. But And I don't know who Haya Metal is. So, mm-hmm. but... So this one we also had. This was the first one we had, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember, Kevin, you thought that the transition between Metal Kingdom and Divine Attack was was rough. Do you still think that? Um, yes and no. I, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted on that. I think it's I think it's a rough transition for a different reason. Having listened to the whole album 
in context now. I think on whole, the album is paced very well. Mm-hmm. I don't think the pacing from the end of Metal Kingdom to the beginning of Divine Attack works very well. Mm-hmm. Only because it, and this is a theme throughout the whole album, you know, it starts with a really heavy opening four or five bars and then immediately pulls back. Mm-hmm. Whereas the end of Metal Kingdom is kind of in that pulled back state all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And right. then I, so, yes, I don't, still don't think it flows very well, but I think it flows differently or not very well for a different reason than I did before. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is valid. There's a pretty long pause after Metal Kingdom. It's a very long pause. Mm-hmm. The song has grown on me, though, I will say. Divine mm-hmm. Attack has grown on me. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, with this one, I like it, but I think it, I, this is probably the one I like the least of the ten. And I'm not quite sure why exactly. I think it's I think it's just uh it feels a little simple or something. Um Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. Eleven seconds that pause, by the way. I just timed it. Really? Oh geez. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, Sue wrote the words though. Um so I mean mm-hmm. you're not allowed to not like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since you brought up earlier how Mirror Mirror was quoted as being what we might expect from them at this point. This to me fits that mold more than mirror mirror does. What divine attack. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple of songs in here that, that really kind of don't. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> True. Yes. Very and much this so. is not one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely think you could slot this into metal galaxy and nobody would know the difference. True. Yeah. yeah. You know, in that, in that sort of like track by track um, interview Sue talked a little bit about writing the words and a co- there's a couple of things. Uh, and I think we'll probably talk about this, the, uh, these interviews later. Um, but just since we're talking through the tracks, um, she did say that there were, um, you know, t- it was a challenge to kind of make it fit with the music and, you know, get the vowels to line up properly and things. But she, she did say that even given those constraints, there were a couple of words that she insisted on using, you know, um, mm-hmm. even when, even when something else might fit better. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. The idea is sort of like, you know, come along with us as we, you know, uh, lead the way and bring everyone with us as we move forward is the theme, she said. Mm-hmm. But um, she was very conscious about leaving the decision to come along with the listener. So mm-hmm. it's there's no no need to agree with everything Babe Metal does. You, you know, you can like the, like the song or dislike the song. But uh, if fans continue to follow us from now on, she wants it to be an active decision of free will on their part. Um, and I, that was sort of an interesting concept, <laughs> I thought, fairly deep. Mm-hmm. Very. The sense of maturity that we've seen even between, you know, when 10 baby metal years happened and now, you can definitely tell they've they've grown. So mm-hmm. that's something we'll probably discuss more when we're talking about, like, because obviously all those magazines came out and we've had translations and things. And I know that's something that we'll, we have been talking about going over at some time, but I figured that probably be a better conversation for when that happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mirror mirror is the next one. We, we already talked a bit about that, Uh, but just on the, on the technical aspects, uh, this is lyrics are by the other metal, whoever that is, some, a new name and Ryu metal. Uh, Ryu metal is responsible for, three things on this album uh mirror mirror metalism and uh the legend 
and then Meg Metal is, uh, uh, you know, we've, we, oh, Meg Metal's arrangement and, you know, we already, as already discussed, did pretty much all of Metal Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it for the, the credits on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of talked about the content of it, I suppose, during the video. Anything else? Like I said before, it just, the expectation of it was way different before mm-hmm. it actually was released. So I was happily happily impressed with it so it's sonically interesting i will say that yes trying to keep up with the rhythm of the sort of opening (laughs) bit is really challenging (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's Um, it's supposed to be yeah Yeah. they they definitely explore some more interesting time signatures on this album which is pretty Mm -hmm. fun yeah okay so now we can move on to things that are actually new uh to all of us as of quite recently Um, so the first of these is maya concept illusion lyrics by maya metal somebody we don't know music by kana metal and meg metal so meg metal of course we know from before the other two i don't think we've come across before and they Mm -hmm. aren't doing anything else on this album so Mm -mm. we've been talking about transitions this one was by far my favorite in listening to the album you know mirror mirror has that kind of they ease you out of the song a little bit, and then you get a few mm. seconds of silence, and then Maya just comes and punches you in the jaw and doesn't Pretty stop, <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> very, very true. It's it's good. It's a very good song. So I was listening on the on the couch in my living room with my roommate, who we've mm-hmm. been slowly converting into a fan. <laughs> good job. Yeah, guitarist plays in a, he's played in a band, um, big metal guy. And we were listening to it on the couch, and he just looked over his shoulder, looked at me, and was like, oh my god, dude. That's <laughs> what he said <laughs> as soon as Maya started. And I was like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, no, it, it went heavy right at the beginning, and that was that was glorious. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Well, and I and I really like the way it alternates. It, like it alternates fast, you know. So that so it's it's very heavy, and then there's just a little bit of lightness, and then it's right back in, you know. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's not it's not quite like mirror mirror where you know you have long extended heavy and light parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so. what I love about this opening is it's like this super heavy drop tune, fast. It's actually a really interesting guitar part. Um, mm-hmm. But something he pointed out to me right away is like. He did not expect to hear this from them because he's listened to most of their stuff at this point, just through me and osmosis and the wall. Right. (laughs) Um, He's like, wow, I did did not expect this from them. Like if you told me this was baby metal, I would not have believed you, Mm -hmm. which I, which I think is, so I have some other snippets from listening through this album with him that I think are really fun and kind of insightful and Mm -hmm. perhaps a bit explains the intent behind this being a concept album and them exploring different things which Ooh. I'll continue to bring up as we talk about them. I'm curious to hear that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like a live reaction. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really cool listening through it with him. Mhm. Cuz we definitely we round we round a couple of points. They did a thing that I don't think I've heard them do before where they they have Sue talking in a you know sort of affected way that sounds a little bit like it's over the phone you know like with a really narrow frequency uh, mm-hmm. spread mm-hmm. and uh in english which mm-hmm. is also sort of uh sort of interesting but it's an interesting effect and i you know i feel like i've i've heard that plenty in other people's work but um but i think this is the first time they've done anything like that mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah, we'll I, don't say, think um, I agree this is the first track 
of many that feel really inspired by other popular touring groups right now yes that aren't mm-hmm. directly involved in like metal galaxy was the the collaboration album right right this mm-hmm. is the like inspired by album almost to me mm. yeah i agree i also really like the the bit uh sort of I don't know where it is. It's, I guess it's sort of near the end where they just for a moment decide they're going to um, cut out, you know, so there's there's the, the, the sort of heaviness disappears for mm-hmm. half a measure and, you know, comes back in. So if you were if you were, you know, if you were sort of falling asleep, <laughs> uh, that will yeah. wake you up again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it was very that was an interesting choice. And it does. I think it, it sort of enhances the heaviness in a way because, you know, it gives you just a yes. brief break from it before crushing you again. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also referencing my introduction at the beginning of the episode in this song. Um, I, I, I want to quote um, Sue Metal here because we do have mm-hmm. that interview that we'll talk about more in depth at a later date. Um, mm-hmm. But she mentions how much she likes the interplay between uh, Moa's voice and hers. The, the, the say my names back into the chorus. Yes. And how, they, and how that plays together. I know there were a lot of people worried about her not having much to do mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. on this album. Um, but I, I think she's kind of all over it for the, the first time in a while since, since maybe Black Baby Metal, where there was literally her and one other person, her and Yui, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I'm very, I was very pleasantly surprised to hear her higher in the mix and a little less processed than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a, a number of references here to Sue liking Mo Metal's parts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Things oh, like yeah. that. You know, yeah. So. yeah. So you know, it's it's clear that there was some participation. I think actually somewhere in there's an interview where where Moa actually talks about recording her parts. She's like, "Oh yeah, no, I went into the studio and it only took me like two hours to record all my parts." And it's like, man, Sue really must have to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought that was yeah. kind of neat. Well, it was just a little cheeky too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is Time Wave. This was the the concept here was transition. This is MK Metal on the lyrics who did Time Wave Monochrome and uh, Light and Darkness are MK Metal things. And then uh, Tatsuo Metal is the music and arrangement. And then T Metal is also with the lyrics. I don't know who T Metal is, but Time Mm -hmm. Metal, (laughs) maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one's pretty different. Yeah, for me, I'll just say up front, this is the weakest one on the album for me. Kind of by a lot. And not because it's, not because it's different. It's just not really for me. I don't think. Again, pending judgment until when and if we ever see it live, because that could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a story and a theme being told throughout this whole thing, and this one doesn't fit for me for some reason. I can't quite put my finger on why it doesn't fit with everything around it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. It definitely feels, you know, kind of like a dance song of some kind right i mean like yeah um, so one thing is it doesn't start heavy it starts the other way and when it does kick in it's not super heavy it's really you know sort of like powerful dance yeah maybe right? it's the complete yeah. lack of guitar maybe that's worth mentioning i don't think is there any guitar in this song at all i don't I know i think so actually now that you mentioned it i'm trying to run it through my head let, real me, quick. let me be more specific mm-hmm. is there any like lead guitar because i do think there might be some yeah. rhythm guitar back there just strumming some like d chords mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i but i don't think there's actually a lead guitar part doing anything rhythmically interesting which plays into it being techno and dancey yeah yeah one thing about it that always strikes me is i at least if i were 
producing this, uh, I would have I would have leveled these volumes a, a little better because the when they come in with time wave, I'm almost always just having to like knock the volume down because it's just too loud. <laughs> really? See, I didn't um, I didn't experience that. I yeah. yeah, I did have a little bit of a little bit of an issue with that with the. Not so much with the digital version when I played it on my on my because um, I use Amazon Music, but um, when I played it on Amazon Music, not so bad. But on the actual CD, when I was playing it on my computer and in my actually, I played it in my car first because I was desperate. Yeah, I had I had some audio issues um, throughout where I had to like turn it down a little bit and then turn it up a little bit just to kind of get the same volume. I don't know if this is the same situation you're talking about, Paul, but that was mm-hmm. something I noticed that I had to adjust mm-hmm. my volumes a, a decent bit uh, between songs sometimes. Interesting. It was yeah. noticeable. I didn't have to do that at all. I said it and forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Fair enough. <laughs> It might even just be my car. I don't know. I don't know. It's she's an old girl, but I love her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it, I mean, it, it probably is partly just because it's it's relatively quiet all the way up until mm. like the lyrics come in. Um, but or the, you know, the chorus does. I think the louds are probably leveled correctly. It's just uh, there's a lot of whispering and subtext in this mm-hmm. song where the other songs just kind of start go and don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. So I, you know, despite all of this, uh, I do like it. I mean, like I still, I still kind of, I still kind of put it over Divine Attack. <laughs> yeah, you know, in, uh, in I the do ten. Too. Moa said of this, it is easy listening. Uh, strong techno elements are popular now, and it's quite easy to groove to. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. The, the groove bit. I do want to mention that in that same interview. Um, mm-hmm. They do mention that the choreography and dance will be def- will be super cool. So I'm wondering if uh, that is some foreshadowing that they might actually play a lot Perform. of these live because they they reference in this in these interviews a lot how they think the dance will be pretty cool and the choreography will be awesome when it's completed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna see some of these. We talked I think last time about um, Metal Kingdom. Not you know yeah. we haven't seen the Metal Kingdom exactly. one yet. Um, uh, but they also mentioned this with respect to, you know, metalism, which we'll talk about later, um, that, uh, you know, which suggests that this is going to be live, you know, mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. uh, possibly, you know, in days from now. Yes. <laughs> true. True. That's next week. <laughs> but uh, so then I guess the next one uh, is believing this concept is inverted mirror reflection. Wait, you didn't say this, that right. Inverted mirror reflection. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's right. We did get to hear movie trailer guy reading all of the, all of the various concepts. Yes. <laughs> but, that uh, is true. Yes. So this is uh, lyrics by Perry Metal. We don't know Perry Metal. Um, and music and arrangement by Yuppie Metal, um, who has done Believing in Monochrome on this uh, album, but is also responsible for Bay Metal Death, Mugitsune, Uki, Uki Midnight, Rondo, Karate, Yava, GJ, uh, Sisanger, Up Down Left Right, BVAB, Night Night Burn, In the Night Of, and Kagero. So, um, UP Metal has a lot of uh, history here. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, maybe it wasn't here, but uh, Mo was saying, yeah, that she's a big fan and believes that uh, he must be a genuine fan of metal characterized by ridiculous time signatures (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe I, I will say one thing about this before before we do start is that when Sue was talking about this, um, this she said this was both written and recorded about five years ago. So if you listen to it carefully, you can still hear a more childish voice, and it's a collaboration between their past and present selves, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This was a good one. I I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed believing. Um, although initially, until I looked at the uh, lyrics board, I didn't realize that the digitized version of like the beginning of the song, the the whole entire song is in English, mm-hmm. and but the be- very beginning of like the initial lyrics are all very digitized to the point of it's kind of hard to hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. That was probably really my only complaint about the song. Elsewise, it's just it's just really good mm-hmm. as far as like technicalities and all this other stuff. But um, it's very catchy. I find it to be very catchy. It, it, mm-hmm. it is definitely but it's definitely very good. I guess I would kind of lean that more into a baby metal type song, or at least in my opinion. Um, but it's very good. I enjoy it. <laughs> this one feels a formula spot for me. It feels like it was designed to be popular at a festival in front of a generic crowd. Oh, really? Could be. To me. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Well, I don't know. It's, it just it feels very similar to what a lot of other groups are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of where my my thought ends on this one. Like, I like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite on the album. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But it feels safe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. I wonder if so. The uh, you know the sort of the highly I don't know dig- digitalized uh, voices. I wonder if those are the old ones. You know, it the five be. years ago voices um, that could well be. I would like some more insight on that. I would like to yeah. know if they re if Sue re recorded. Well, yeah, they said it's a collaboration between their past and present selves, but I, I want to know more around that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I, like was the lead vocal recorded five years ago? Was it re-recorded recently? Right. Yeah. So is it a vocal collaboration between their past and present selves, or is it a collaboration between their project and their past selves? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, but but yeah, I would I kind of want to re-listen to this, uh, you know, looking specifically to try to figure that out. Um uh Sane in the in the chat thinks it's the O in the bridge. Hmm. <laughs> but um so yeah. With the on the effects on the voices, uh, I think the thing is it actually gives it, it it gives it an effect that I don't think you'd get if you could hear what they're saying. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. like I th- I think I like the art- artistic effect they went for there. I mean, yeah, no, the, it, it it does sound cool. Like in general, it, it sounds really neat and it fits with the song. I think it's just I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> And not yeah. from, you know, I mean, I'm not really able to process Japanese, like, completely. I know words here and there and stuff, but, I mean, that. but this is just a little, this is a little different. Like, I couldn't understand because of the distortion. It was just, felt very distorted to the point of where I couldn't understand the lyrics. But the actual distortion in and of itself was good for the song. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes any sense. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's a little Sometimes hard to sing along with, I guess, maybe. Yes. Yeah. This is not a song you can sing along the, just the, you can just sing the, the chorus. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. I do really like where this is slotted in on the album. Like we have, mm-hmm. we have the, the contrast between Time Wave, which is super techno-y and 
I don't know, poppy, dancey, ravey. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of, we have a medium transition kind of back into what we would expect. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very heavy instrumental track with interesting vocal parts and a very catchy chorus. That's all in English. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. crescendoing to what I think is the next song. Right. Like as soon as you feel like, you know, okay, I know where we are now. Mm-hmm. Back on the path that we're familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> we we go to metalism. Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. Concept, concept smoke. Uh Lyrics are Metallian, we, who we don't know, uh, Ryu Metal, who we know from this, uh, this, The Legend, and Mirror Mirror, and then uh, Meg Metal. So, yeah, here we go. I <laughs> um, love this song. It is cool. It is. It is very cool. By far my favorite song on the album. It's not even, it's uh, not even close. There is no close second. Um. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, the, the crescendo into this, to where they just take a hard left turn, is, first of all, I think extremely baby metal. Mm-hmm. It completely absurds expectations in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another moment where I was sitting on the couch with my roommate, and the, the intro started playing. He looked at me, and he was, he was just like, oh my god, what just happened? What is going on? <laughs> Um, and then we just kind of both look forward again and started headbanging like, okay, I see what you're doing. And they're, they're kind of playing with that kind of dance feel again from time wave mm-hmm. until you get to the first bridge where the guitar comes in. Oh God. At which point my <laughs> roommate looks over again and, and it's just straight. Oh my God. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that guitar. And then, and then the solo picks up. Um, you know, he starts right. these like 30 second note riffing and we're just like on the couch flabbergasted. Like, he was like, again, if you told me this was baby metal, I would not have believed you. It's, it's, the, the, yeah. it's glorious. But, but that, but that electronic beat plays through the whole thing with this incredible guitar behind it. Like this is almost an instrumental track. I yeah, mean, pretty much. I mean, for the most of it, there's very, very little ly- lyrics to it, but yeah, most of the song is instrumental. Damn, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very it's very catchy. It's very it just like carries you along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, so the song's called Metalism. The lyrics say in the part where that comes in, it just says Metalism. <laughs> the ridiculousness of of changing it to Metalism is mm-hmm. <laughs> um, It's it's great. Yeah. Um, Sue says of this, it, this is the most chaotic song, playing the role of what the heck is this on the album? <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, in, Chaotic in the way of it definitely is 100% not their normal MO. It's 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 not by any means. But it's also extremely mm. very baby metal with the, as, as, as Kevin said earlier, with just that guitar in the middle of it just randomly mm. placed in there. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I I really hope they play this live. Oh, God. I, well, Moa says she's looking forward to seeing the response, so oh. um, I think they will. Yeah. But and, it's, and in fact, you probably are going to see it soon. It's It's I mean, been the, the, a really long time since a baby metal song has gotten me, like, so energized that I just want to, like, punch the air and run. <laughs> yeah um, and, nice. and that's how and that's how i feel every single time i listen to this song like i, I immediately put it on my running playlist because it's perfect for it true yeah. 
I mean, one possible, uh, you know, ding against it is that it's it feels kind of short. <laughs> really? Know, which is crazy because so? it's still like three and a half minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a really long one. Yeah, but I but I just sort of feel like, you know, I'm not quite ready for it to be done when it ends. Fair enough. But um, they do a, a nice, I don't know what it is, maybe like a couple beat pause um, kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, which is which is just excellent you know they just sort of like stop and then start again and it's uh uh all very effective mm-hmm. x asked could we see them extending it in the lives maybe oh, oh. maybe oh, yeah like, actually maybe sort of like get the audience to all just zoom a zoom along yeah <laughs> yeah like oh man this as soon as i heard this song i was sitting on the couch i was just like oh my god fists in the air punching things yeah, this song has potential live for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, I I want to say this is the first time we've had a straight guitar solo like this on an album since like no, maybe even the first album, Akatsuki maybe. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Actually, well, yeah, the, with uh, the guitar yeah. duet, I can't I can't think of another song where there was a a guitar solo like this that was very clearly serving as like the chorus or the main feature of the yeah. song. Funny Toss did men- does mention that No Rain, No Rainbow had a nice, but it didn't really serve. It, 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 yeah, it's a that's little it's a ballad for melody. me. And it's, yeah. it's, still very, it's still very much a Sue song. That's a Sue solo, right? I mean, mm. it is, yes. The vocals in this track aren't the reason for the track's existence. Oh, no. This, this feels like it was yeah. intended to be, we want you to hear this sick guitar riff, and we're going to sing around it and get you back to the <laughs> guitar. And that feels. She sings really well in she it. She does sing I mean, really like, well. This, she she got the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Super interesting. Um, I I can't yeah. wait to see this live because it just goes so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say she did. I mean, she did excellent with Shanti Shanti Shanti. So I mean, her doing this mm-hmm. is like, yeah. like she killed it. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. I, I know somebody will call me out if I don't mention it because I mentioned it for. Um, but I mentioned it for Maya fitting on sliding on the metal galaxy. This song would also uh-huh. slot very well. I think in the metal galaxy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, because definitely. It's, yeah. just because it's, it's filling a, what the heck is that role and exploring almost another culture's style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, on the, on the topic of uh, guitar solos, funny toss mentioned Dada dance, which is, you know, talk Matsumoto's, yeah, contribution was yeah, oh, just true. that exactly. So, and um, brand new day. Technically, I think yeah. I had a solo. So here's what I'll say to that: I'm not going to count those towards this because those are very intentionally designed to feature those artists and what they're known for. Like, of course, if you're going to collaborate with Polyphia, you're going to give them guitar solos and just tell them to do their thing because they're like the best guitar players on the planet. Same with Tak mm-hmm. Matsumoto, right? You're gonna you're gonna want to feature him. This is the the first time I can think of where quote unquote the Kami band that isn't part of Baby Metal, they're not part of the band, is featured as a core component of the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we don't enough. know we that... don't know who this is, right? True. If you if yeah. From what we know of what we're told, Baby Metal is the members on stage, and then there's these guys in the back that just shred all day. They're not part of the group. Mm-hmm. This this is being heavily featured on the song and not a collaborative event, not 
Polyphia, not Takamatsumoto, right? This is, mm-hmm. if you didn't know any better, this is Baby Metal's musicians being featured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, like, 90% of anyone who does a reaction video um, mm-hmm. does not understand exactly. that at all. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, so they're they're all very enthusiastic about the Kami band uh, and, their, mm-hmm. and their participation on the album. Yeah. Yes. So in- interesting choice to bring the instrumental very, very forward. Yeah. For those who are familiar with the the ones we consider as, quote unquote, the, the OG Kami band, and if they still participate at certain places, I know there's going to be a lot of people who will be really, really excited if and when Omura gets to play that part. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, he will do a fantastic job and it'll just be glorious <laughs> it'll just be so good <laughs> and he'll be fun to watch doing it well true because mm-hmm. he always puts on a show because he's into it when he plays when he plays music he's just he's just great but yeah no the faces and the yes it'll yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you still might not see his face but i think that's an interesting well, that's thing to true. talk about because you know they feature a, a song like this with such an incredible solo like are they gonna start to bring them forward a little bit more you know, that'll be interesting to see next weekend. I mean, there's, yeah. They did it at the forum, right? I mean, like like yeah. the uh, the Western Kami had the spotlights mm-hmm. and all of the attention and, and also the masks. I think I think that was also different. I don't, I don't know. I think that's more of an outlier than an indication of things to come, only because they made it pretty clear, I think, especially after the, you in, incorporate, like, the context of uh, Legend Metal Galaxy that they wanted to kind of do that thing for them as a thank you for supporting them for that whole tour. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was also the biggest stage any of those guys had ever played on. So I, I think they were just, you know, doing a cool thing for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, giving them solos as, as a gift, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. As like, as a, as like a gift rather than an indication of them wanting to bring the commie role more forward again. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's hard to know what's going to happen at this, at the next show that's going to, you know, the, the show in a week. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but boy, did they get backgrounded yeah. <laughs> in January. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, Even in the wow, wow podcast, I think from what I saw, it was like a whole whopping 20 seconds worth of Kami. That was it. That may well even be generous. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's another shot in metal, metal kingdom where you could see, more than one guitar at one time. I think he, I think we saw two Kami band members at that point. So I'm, I'm not sure what to expect out of the next one. If this is going to be a transition into something else, if it's going to be the end of doing that, but it's still going to be doing that, or you know, if it's going to be still doing that, and we can expect that for the future. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to change, this is what they're going to do it right because this is the hard reset. Mm-hmm. This is the, the the pivot, as they've said. You know, we're going mm-hmm. we're going in a new dire- not a new direction, but. Expect to exit the era we've been in for the last 12 years Mm -hmm. in a a new and exciting way. So, you know, if they're going to do it, it'll be next weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if is this um, they are planning to pivot, but are we going to see what they're pivoting to or just the closing of the the time they finished? Right. I mean, like this is supposed to be the end of the 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 other one period. Amazingly. Yeah. My guess is they'll do it like they did um, this last Makahari show. Saturday will be maybe the end and Sunday will be the transition. Could be. Yeah. I think that's what I've, that's what I've been getting from, 
all the talks yeah. and stuff. I think they have to, right? Because it's also it's Black Knight and Clear Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think can infer a little bit of the story just in the name. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. And what Black and Clear represent, and they've used that motif before. And you know, and they want to set it up because. Literally the week after these shows close, they're on the road for the rest of the year, <laughs> you know, promoting, promoting this new direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and they don't want the, to sort of like debut that new direction, you know, opening for Sabaton. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I, I buy it. They've, they've seen, they have seen how people react to that. <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah, although I mean, I I still don't think I still think it, nobody acted in any way that wasn't fully predictable. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, like, they don't have to keep their you know hand on the pulse of the fan base to know this. They can kind of predict what was going to happen and and oh, react yeah. to the prediction. But, fair enough. But yeah, I think that I think that does make a lot of sense. That it, I just can't imagine that a big thing like that would would be on the first support mm. show i still don't know quite what what this is supposed to mean that the other one is over now you know or soon we're going back to the one you know they i mean they've said it koba said it the girls have said it that this concept album serves as a transition it's bridging the right. gap between the the metal resistance era and the new thing happening next weekend the metal verse the thing that that uh just feels a little dissonant to me is just the idea that that this tour must be in promotion of this album, right? Oh yeah, of course they want to sell it for, for as, <laughs> so, for as much as we lean into the story and the theatrics of baby metal, there's still a product. They still want to sell it. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to find right. that balance and kind of ride the line between playing with their narrative and selling records. So of course they're yeah. going to go on tour and sell it. Right. And so we'll still hear mm-hmm. the, you know, like the new songs Absolutely. presumably on mm-hmm. that tour. Oh Yeah. All right, so where are we now? I think um, I think we just finished metalism. We did, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So yeah. So the next thing is monochrome, um, another one that we've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics by MK Metal, music arrangement by UP Metal. Uh, MK Metal already discussed. Time Wave, Monochrome, Light and Darkness, uh, UP Metal, many many things, mm-hmm. uh, including Believing. Uh, actually, there's only two songs on this album that are that are UP Metal, and it's uh, Believing and Monochrome. Oh, okay. Which surprised me. For some reason, I I think of Yupa Metal as being a little bit more central to the the team, but um, not this album. It's only only twenty percent. Yeah. So I love where this sits on the album. You know, we we've, we've mm-hmm. talked about I've talked about pacing a lot. I'm going to be a broken record here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's <laughs> broken in, record. It's in the perfect spot on the album. We crescend- We started at time wave. We crescendoed through believing, and then got our faces ripped off by metalism. And then Monochrome pulls us back and lets us take a big breath. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the perfect spot on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very well constructed song. It's like it's still kind of the top of top of my list for this mm-hmm. set of ten songs. Mm-hmm. This is a generally very good song. This pulls me in so mm-hmm. many different directions because of the first take recording of it. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that, or is that did that happen since we recorded last? Yeah, I, I think we may not have. So let's let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So there's this this I, I don't know who's associated with Sony. Maybe um, the Sony first take. It? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, actually, do you want to describe it? Maybe you know know it better. Okay, sure. So the the first take is a uh, Sony Music 
sponsored YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, where their whole thing is they bring in popular artists that have big songs. They throw them in front of a white psych with a microphone and the the whole thing is they they show up, they sing it in one take and that's what you get. Um, and they remove a lot of the processing. It's it's a very vocal forward. They want you to hear the, the artist sing and perform. Um, they've also, they have done instrumentalists that just come on and do their thing. Um, but they, they strip away like the MacBook pro, um, mm-hmm. the, the backing tracks and that kind of thing. And just let the artist be an artist for however long their song is. Um, so they, and so baby metal came on and which is, I, I think a really huge departure for them and made them probably feel pretty vulnerable if I had to guess. Cause it's so different. Like Sue just literally walks up to a mic and there's no processing. There's no. There's nothing, right? They're just she's there, she sings. Um, mm-hmm. There's no backing track. There's no guitar solos. There's it's just a acapella version of Monochrome. Um, Mo is there too. I don't want to forget her. She sings her backing part live in the mm-hmm. same style. I think they actually give her a couple extra lines too. I mean, like I, I think it's, it's not clear to me if she's singing the you know you don't have to say it stuff on the album. But she she's does. Singing, she's, she's definitely singing, singing it, it on the first take version um yeah well yes right yeah so yeah that that's what first take is um if you haven't listened to it you absolutely should i think it's the better version of the song (laughs) Hmm. um and maybe that's just me being biased and loving here a talented musician just come up and sing without a bunch of stuff behind them Mm -hmm. coming through but uh yeah spectacular spectacular really really brings the song Mm -hmm. up to me and it's very sweet. It's it's the kind of thing that if they did ten years ago, it would have it would have silenced any critics saying that this was just a product and they're not talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I True. mean? Because it, it really yeah. lets them show that that yeah, Sue Metal can sing. Yes, <laughs> she, it's not she it's not fake. capable. No. Nope. Yeah, those, so they, they call this the piano version, and it, it's accompanied by sort of light piano, and then later on strings and things like that, which mm-hmm. I assume that may have been recorded since we don't see anything of any instruments being played. But yeah, mm-hmm. but part of the premise of this whole thing is that uh, it's kind of anxiety-producing because it's it's that you get you get one shot at it, you know, the first take is what they do. Um, so it's not, it's not even just like an unplugged version or something like that. Mm. You know, it's, it's also, it's also, you know, showing that you can do it in one shot. Right. And you know, that's the premise. I don't know to what extent that's just the way they market themselves or if if they really do it. I would assume that if some artists were scheduled and came in and just botched it up, they could pull it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's a little bit of give and take there. Mm. The idea is you suspend disbelief and they just walk out, bang out their song and walk away. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm just, like you said, I'm sure if they have a colossal mistake, they get a second try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a very big channel, though. I mean, oh, like, I, I think they got a lot of attention this way. Mm-hmm. The channel has seven and seven and a half million subscribers, like that. Um, and yeah. Baby Metal is by far not the biggest artist to participate. Like, they're not even close. Yeah. Not even top ten, probably. Um, yeah. of artists who have participated in this channel and what they do. So great opportunity for them. Like you said, I think the channel does sort of f- focus on Japanese artists. Although it's not, it's not exclusively Japanese artists, but it is it's like, 90, I think it's like Sony Japan. Yeah, It's like 90%. You know, yeah. 
They also, another feature of this video is that they have three backing vocalists with their backs to you, but facing a mic, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. doing some of the oh-oh-oh-ing, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting, but they don't reveal who they are. You, you know, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't see them. I think it's reasonable to think that they are actually doing it uh, just because, you know, kind of the ground rules of the channel. And also you can kind of see one of them direct directing them, kind of keeping them in, uh, in sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which I wondered about that. And then, I, and then I thought, well, that actually might make sense if they can't see the vocalists because their backs are turned. Right. So yeah. they kind of need someone to keep them up going with what's, what else is happening in the room. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to, plug the channel a little bit if you're interested in the japanese music scene it's definitely worth a subscribe because they get a lot of really good artists that come through there and i've actually discovered some other groups and become fans just from following this channel okay because they get everybody they get everybody yeah this was this was my first encounter with it i know some people were it's 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 not uncommon for an artist to do two you know that would get published some time apart Mm -hmm. i think it's possible that it's been so long now since the first one that that there isn't likely to be a second one but uh but it's also possible that that you know the team baby metal said uh wait until after the first yeah it could be (laughs) so we'll see if another one shows up but this one was it was definitely an interesting experiment uh it turned out great Mm -hmm. Uh, many people like the piano version better than the album version yeah <laughs> so, mm-hmm. which is, seems to be um, which is not to say that the album version is bad i still enjoy the album version but this is just so different i think it's the difference like it it absurds just like we've gotten um piano versions or like unfinished versions of baby metal songs in the past mm-hmm. um i like you know those versions are fantastic as well and i think i like those for the same reason because we just don't get them a lot yeah mm-hmm. very rare and it's, and this one's very easy to go find. I don't have to dig through my archive to get an unfinished version of something else. True. Right. Yeah, I think I haven't listened to the piano version that much. I mean, I've listened to it a few times. I think it's probably still not going to wind up in my regular rotation. Mm. Um, so, but I'm I'm glad it exists and it's interesting. It uh, it does sort of add weight to the mm-hmm. song you know it's, it's the lyrics are sort of meaningful in a way right mm-hmm. um and this highlights that so i really wish i had the master a master copy of or a non-youtube a higher bitrate copy of the piano version yeah. it was kind of funny to see you know there's there's a certain amount of choreography that sue just seems to be unable to help <laughs> <laughs> doing mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, and ma was there looking very focused yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, but anyway yeah it was very pleasing and Mm -hmm. it's good that we were reminded to talk about it because uh it it, i think it did happen just after we recorded last time so yeah i think so (laughs) okay we could maybe return to the album um the next thing on the album is uh light and darkness which we had a little early um in the you know it was whatever it was Mm-hmm. new song number four right <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so this was lyrics uh mk metal and talking metal uh music talking metal arrangement tatsuo metal so um we haven't i don't think we've heard uh talking metal before on this album but um talking metal is also responsible for distortion and shine so oh nice in the interview sue said that this was pleasant to listen to and has many words that we've never used before 
Moa suggests like corruption and ruin. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah. Was there stuff you wanted to say about this? Not um, really. Yeah, I don't think so. This one just kind of exists for me. Like mm-hmm. we, we transition out of monochrome into light and darkness and I'm like, okay, I'm just, my, my head's kind of moving again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just it. It just kind of feels there. It exists. This was, I think, the the topic of the previous uh, episode, right? Yeah, it was. So, We've already talked yeah. about this one. Yeah, it was. I had because I was raving about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think listening to it in place in the album does anything new or different for me. Yeah, I definitely for me listening to it more. Um, not not so much just in the context of the album, but just just itself more. Uh, helped a lot you know like mm-hmm. i i definitely like it a lot more th- than i did i was definitely very suspicious of this initially <laughs> let's see sue when she's talking about this one talks about it kind of going on with no place to rest you know that that um it's it's constant so she said it's hard to tell where to loosen up it takes a lot of effort to portray a desperate person who's constantly seeking something and there's no place to relax i didn't feel like i got that sense listening to it but it's interesting to hear her, her take on it mm-hmm. i guess it's not very heavy as a as a song mm-hmm. no. um so I, I think of it that what i what i had written it down as is something like powerful dance style um i don't I know mean, how yeah. to name things but it, that's sort of what it is you know heavy dance <laughs> something like that i mean essentially but i don't skip it so that, no you know. i don't either okay so then i guess we can move to the last the, the last one which is the legend uh concept is coffin this is again we have the return of Kitsune of Metal God writing the lyrics. Um and it's Rio Metal and Meg Metal. So I think we've covered what those people did already. So yeah, I guess this is one where Kevin, you heard it, uh, kind of in its live debut. Mm-hmm. And I heard a little bit of, you know, sort of like bad audio from that uh ahead of time and definitely was not feeling it very much from from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's slow and light almost throughout. It gets briefly a little bit heavier uh, in spurts. And it is, I think it's fair to say it is the uh, first and uh, only Babe Metal song with a saxophone solo. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's good. Another sitting on the couch with my roommate. We were listening to this and the song comes up. And he doesn't even look at me. He just throws his arms up and screams at my TV. Is that a saxophone? What is going on? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And to be fair, I had the exact same reaction. Uh-huh. Well, you know, so I've seen, you know, people who were there talking about it, um, surprising them when they got to the album version because they didn't even notice it when it was live. Yeah, Xbox asked if I if the text was present live and I have no idea. I, if it was, I didn't hear it. I think, I think you know, sort of going back and listening to the recordings, it was. Um, you know, if you knew to listen for it, mm-hmm. you can hear it. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's fairly common not to have heard it. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be able to pick it out in a giant concrete room with loudspeakers presenting me that particular sound. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't like the you know it wasn't like there was a, a live person there spotlighted exactly. doing it. Oh God, I would so. die! Please make that happen. Will that into <laughs> existence? Yeah, I would kill for a sax commie just to appear on a platform 
Bill Clinton this out and then disappear. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they did. Yeah. They did at the very beginning. They had a violinist as part of the commie band. And I think it was just for one show, but they did have a violinist. It could happen. Yeah. It could. First time for me, actually, this is an interesting connection I want to make. Um, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. that are musicians have been able to enjoy like trying to learn or cover baby metal songs because the guitar parts are challenging and fun. Um, this is the first time I've gotten to relate to that because I've played saxophone my whole life. So th- that was um, a really interesting experience to hear for the first time because I immediately <laughs> wanted to try and learn it and transcribe it. That would be cool. So one thing that's interesting about this uh, song is that we we kind of we got the beginning of it previewed for us repeatedly because yeah. that was kind of like the background music. I, I may have been the background music to the gallery, and it was mm-hmm. you know it was I don't know revelation type videos yeah. that we got. And, Mm-hmm. So at first, my first impression of it was was kind of like I, I didn't feel like it cohered together as a song to me. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, the show's ending, calm down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, now having heard it a couple of times in the in the actual album context, it I was I don't know what I was thinking. It, it seems like a quite coherent song. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it is very it's very sort of like, you know, OK, now we go back out into the world calmly <laughs> true yeah i had the exact same reaction when i heard the intro i was like oh uh the show's over time to leave <laughs> yeah it felt like the lights coming up at the end of a concert a little bit yeah oh yeah actually that's what it sounds like is the music under the credits as they roll yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> a very similar uh, very similar to the one um yeah it feels mm-hmm. like the one part two or mm-hmm. it could be just a third chorus to the one or an extended cut of the one a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I know people have, it's functionally that, you know, it sort of closes the concert, but I think the the one is just much more energy full. I mean, like it's, it's the one is sort of, uh, it's, it's definitely punchier. Um, it, this one really is a, like, let's go be calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess it is, there's a risk that it's going to be, you know, a concert closer for a while. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. most likely. But uh, to be fair, I I don't mind it too much. It's it's. I think it does well on its own. Like, I know that there was there was there was talk. I think on the last recording that you know you don't really want this song to be just randomly popping up in the middle of your playlist. I think it, I think it could. I I, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like it can hold itself up on its own. I, I don't really I can't really explain why, but I do have that feeling that it that it can. So I don't know. I definitely do more than I did. Like I, I okay. I, I, uh, before I, that was that was kind of what I was thinking is that this is a this really has its designated spot. Um, mm-hmm. and it sort of does, but it, but yeah, it is it's a more coherent song than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. There is something that. Um, it was brought up in the chat just now. Uh, and so this, this relates a little bit to the wow, wow um, airing of the concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we saw the legend there. Uh, and there's a, there's a point in that, you know, in the, in the song where, you know, they're, they're sort of like, you know, making hand signs that you would have expected to be Fox signs, but either they forgot how to do it <laughs> or they're just doing <laughs> it wrong. Um, so, I mean, I think, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, it's they're making 
uh, I don't know, I don't know where the picture is, but um, it's it's basically it's a little bit like the um, it's it's sort of extending the thumb and the pinky. So it's not quite it's it's still not quite the horns, you know. It's using different fingers. <laughs> um, it's a little bit like the uh, uh, you know surfer hang loose sign in a way, except it's more vertical. Uh, one might say it's a little bit like the ASL sign for Y. <laughs> Um, but so who knows, are they going to, are they going to lose the Fox sign? Uh, Surely is, not. Is that part of what's going on no, with the legend? I don't think so. Surely I, not. No, I, I don't agree with that one bit. <laughs> it's still a, so why did they do it? I guess it's the question. Like, uh, why did they use this weird sign? All will be revealed in a week. Well, that's true yeah. too. I mean, I can I come from like, you know, Typical American pop and rock and all that, you know, jazz. And I've only been slowly recently introduced into, you know, J-pop and all this stuff with with baby metal being a fan of that. So probably within the last like five to seven years. And I something I have noticed with a lot of like J-pops and idols and all that is that they tend to use like extend out their pinky. That's usually like a like a, almost like a pinky promise like that's why a lot of that movement is used incorporated in in a lot of their dance movements am, am i wrong in this am i interpreting this wrong i've definitely seen a lot of pinkies in idol choreography yeah i've personally never attributed it to a pinky promise i oh, maybe okay. fair, i'm not sure fair fair enough so they're they're heading toward being idol that's starting to act more like idols do no that's not that's not where i was going with this but it's just it was just okay. odd it was odd for me to see this because i don't know i guess that's because what i correlate to is like that's the whole like pinky promise thing i don't know but but that it doesn't really fit into the theme of the song either so i, I don't know it was Does just it? It, it, it but it i don't think so it just was <laughs> it was just really odd for me to see that. I mean, it's odd for everybody obviously if we're talking about it, but that's just what I I I you know, correlate that whole entire <laughs> extension of the pinky out to and so I don't know what yeah. to think about it to be mm-hmm. fair. I'm just trying to think out loud. <laughs> yeah. And it just doesn't seem to be working cuz I I just I don't know like why they would do that. I it's it's so unlike them, which is the whole entire point of this conversation. <laughs> right. I guess if it's related to like uh, other groups using a similar kind of sign, then uh, the only thing I could think of is that they weren't instructed. And so, you know, the stuff that they've been consuming in their own lives has affected what they do. <laughs> I find you know, that so. very unlikely. Yeah, I find that unlikely, too, because... I don't know. I from what I've been hearing right. of of or reading and their like interviews and stuff like that, they've been kind of like doing a little bit more like rock. Right. But so what that means is that if it's not sort of unscripted accident, then it is scripted on purpose, right? And, True. And you know they're doing this. They're they're doing they're they've purposely decided to pick a new sign for the song or for the future or for something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see the fox sign going away. I mean, I don't either. I mean, that's just ingrained at this point. <laughs> it probably yeah. means something, but I don't think it means replacement. Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe, I mean, you know, it's, it could be that the, the alternate universe that corresponds to the legend is, you know, one where that was the sign, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it could be something as sort of simple, simple as that. Um, but okay. I think we made it. Yes. We've, we've now talked about all 10 songs. Um, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if we want to talk at all about sort of like the thing overall as a coherent entity or not. Um, For those who've played the baby metal podcast game. And I've been following along with us since at least the be- you know beginning of the year slash December or whenever the first release was done. I have probably noticed that there was some times where I talked smack <laughs> about some of the songs, and um, and now I will say one hundred percent that I take all of that back. I. <laughs> I I feel kind of bad about it because listening without any judgment, or at least, you know, attempting to make no judgments whatsoever until the very end, listening to the album from beginning to end, it all, like Kevin has been kind of saying through this whole entire recording here, it just all fits. It all fits together. The pacing is, is great. They left what I think are the, the best songs for the album, uh, the way that they have, uh, you know, advertised it did not spoil it. I don't think. Yeah. And that left some excitement to, to be had when listening to it. And I have kind of like a newfound respect for, you know, a couple of the songs that I said that, you know, I, I wasn't as impressed with. One of them was Metal Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I love it. It's, I would definitely put this as if I had to put a ranking in the albums list of what they've released so far is definitely number two. Mm. I, I rank, I rank it above Metal Galaxy and Metal Resistance. So obviously the original mm-hmm. Baby Metal album to me is, is by far the best, but I, it, this, the other one is a close second to me. It's, it's it's just really, really, really good. And I understand also then a lot of people are going to be agreeing with me. And that is perfectly okay. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have opinions. <laughs> but I just, I think I just, it's just really, really good. It is really good. I ha- I've had it on repeat. And I haven't done that since I've had the original, like, Baby Metal album. I did play... I played Metal Resistance kind of on and off, but this I've I've already listened to it like 10, 15 different times. I even had it playing last night because I had to go somewhere with my um my fiance. And um so I was like, we have enough time. We literally have this the amount that this album is from where we when we have yeah. to leave to where we get where <laughs> we're going. We're listening to the album. It's like okay. So, you know, and of course I asked his opinion he's like pretty good you know i enjoyed it like yes (laughs) (laughs) i um but yeah no it just it just is it's really good is really good i do recommend listening to it um also the opinion may change on how you feel about certain songs at certain times and i know that sue had that's something that sue had said in some of the articles so just keep an open mind about it but you know it's good. I, I think this is this is one of their better ones, and it's a good it's a good start to a new era if we're getting one. So, 
it's an interesting departure and I, I've seen a lot of people complain that it's it's not them because it's they've, they've dropped a lot of the the cute right mm-hmm. from where they've mm-hmm. started and I while I agree with that I do think that it's a little disingenuous to expect mm-hmm. them to continue with what they started when they were 12 years old true yeah. you know well into their 20s I think that's unsatisfying artistically you know if, if I were them I would want to keep doing the same thing for 15 20 years especially when that thing is based on where I was in my life as a 12 year old mm-hmm. um, right so you know I think it's right. not fair to expect that for the rest of their life um I do think that that's important history and I don't think that they're gonna retire give me chocolate they're not they're gonna retire no. stuff from the first and second album um Mm-mm. But they're going to keep continue, continuing to explore things in a way that really only they do. And they're still doing that here. You know, some other people I've seen describe this album as kind of generic and safe and inspired or maybe even a direct copy of some other metal groups and other what other groups are doing that's popular right now. Mm-hmm. You know, to which I would say I can hear that. I, I agree with some of that. Mm-hmm. But that's also something too. they haven't done before. So, so to mm-hmm. sort of criticize it for being not unique i don't think it's fair because it's it is something they haven't done before they, mm-hmm. it's still exploring things they haven't done and they're still putting a twist on it just maybe not in that overly kawaii way that a lot of people are mm-hmm. firmly holding on to mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and there have been like interviews and stuff in the past even um, more metal, metal Galaxy era where they've said, you know, we're growing up, you know, we're we're here, for, you know, people have, you know, we've been called the Kawaii metal, you know, what do we do as adults? I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it, but there is a way to be in a sense, be cute, but still be an adult. And I feel like they are actually still doing that. Like it's still very, you know, very them, very cutesy. But in a very adult way. Yeah, so I, I still don't think that's the point. Like a, a lot of people hold on to the the cuteness, mm-hmm. but the I, I think I, but I immature think that's, cuteness, I guess. So here's here's my thing on that. That that's not even what the group's charter was. Mm-hmm. They were it was cute because they were adorable little kids. True. the The point of the group was always new metal. Baby had nothing to do with their age. It right. was it was a new genre of music in its infancy, the juxtaposition of J-pop and metal. True. It just so happened that they were, you know, cute kids Adorable. doing it. <laughs> yes. Right? So, yes. So, so to hold on to that and still hold them to that while they're, you know, almost in their mid-20s, you know, I, I don't think it's fair. And I think it's something that, you know, we as, as the fans mm. have kind of put Forgotten, on them maybe. ourselves. That's yeah. that's something we're imposing, but was never really the true vision of of the group, as they've said many many times. <laughs> true. No, you're you're right on that. You're you're totally right on that. Yeah. I, I, so I think with um, like I was thinking about this a little bit, and, and it does sort of seem like I can't imagine anything else they could have done that would have felt more correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like this. So they, I mean, they really did have this issue um, where they're not little kids anymore, yeah. you know? And so the, there, there is sort of that question, but I, so I do think, I think there really was an element of the being of being a little kid in the, in the 
beginning of this, which Absolutely. is because I really do think that it's even though it is kind of you know trying to make a new genre of metal or whatever. I think the I don't know hook on that was essentially seeing the sort of landscape of metal, but not quite grasping it and right. not being through the lens back of a by the yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so they see the big staging, and but the, what they care about is that they have to get up in the morning, right? <laughs> and you know, uh, and they see all these anti-drug posters around right. or whatever. Not get fat. Um, yeah. So I mean, so it is. It's it's taking a sort of like innocent, naive viewpoint on things, and and sort of like you know, just yeah. giving it your all anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think they can still do at kind of what whatever age, you know, sort mm-hmm. of like absorb, absorb and reprocess in a way. Which is, I would say, they're they're still they're still true to that. They're still doing that. They're oh, yeah. doing it in an adult way. They're still putting their yeah. spin and their interpretation on what. And look at that's what Metal Galaxy was. They were taking and interpreting the metal world around them in a way only they could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but another thing that they are is is kind of uniformly positive in a in a sea of. Yeah. influences that aren't often well, that's true so, too yeah uh, absolutely so i mean that you know they they do have this energetic music but set to sort of like you know persevere kind of kind of uh feelings and mm-hmm. words and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it does sort of feel like this is this has kept that essence um and the fact that they they were once little kids and aren't now i mean isn't isn't that much of a thing but also it, it would have been so much worse if they had just sort of pretended they were still little kids yeah I agree. true probably yeah you're, you're right just go back just a second to the what it was about being the kids and the uh, semi-naively but definitely positively taking in you know what's around them I, you know I, I sort of think that that is that this it's a kind of innocence maybe i suppose that counts as the cute in a sense, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. I think they can they can continue with, um, yeah, and and did I think um, even if there's some serious some you know uh, I don't know self reflection serious stuff in the other one they still they still fuse it in with you know metalism yeah. <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe that's what I was trying to get at with the whole you know adult cute things that sense of yeah. innocence maybe it's, so not entirely. Um, ignorance mm-hmm. right no. but it's it's sort of like refusing to be affected badly right <laughs> sort of true yeah so with that all being said i really enjoy this album i mm-hmm. i think they've yeah. successfully told a musical story from track one to track 10 for the first time mm-hmm. in their discography <laughs> yes mm-hmm. it doesn't just feel like a collection of songs that happen to all fit a theme it, you know it feels like they're really telling a story which shows a Pretty step, pretty big step forward, I think, as an artist and as a group, um, and I'm really quite pleased with that. I I hesitate to rank anything. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm sure that this is the one that I'm going to be listening to the most in the nearest future, mm-hmm. just because it is newest. Um, mm-hmm. But it it definitely doesn't automatically fall below any of the other ones. I think I think if I very locally had to rank them, this one would be on top at the moment. But I mean, that's only just because it's new. I suspect. <laughs> Fair enough. And there is also the possibility of like, if I hear, I I feel like mm, I don't really have a, have like a position for different songs either, but I know that I, I have a feeling that some of them will probably edge out above others once I hear them live. So I feel like Mm -hmm. the live version will be just, just a little different enough to be like, okay, this is it. (laughs) 
Oh, you know, actually, that reminds me that, uh, you know, another thing that we got out of the Wow Wow broadcast was the monochrome with her humming in the middle. <laughs> oh, yes. I did see uh, there was a clip of that. I did see a clip of that. And that was just so sweet. Mm -hmm. So nice. Yeah. And it was different. Is she not done that before? It was just, it was just very yeah. nice. <laughs> she just seems so into it and it's just so, just, yeah. This is very, yes. It's just very yes. <laughs> Ultimately, yes, it was yes. Yes, it was yes. Um, I think it was, I forget now, uh, I forget which one it was that I thought this of. It might have been Light and Darkness that I that I felt was, when they played it live, you know, on the Wawa thing, it felt a little bit simplified from from what I remember hearing on the on the studio, and I don't know what that means exactly either. But um, uh, particularly the the drums is what I was thinking of. That it was sort of, I don't know, less hard <laughs> than the studio had, mm -hmm. but uh, like less difficult as I meant is what I meant. So I wonder if that was a rest time <laughs> for Hideki or yeah, that was him playing the drums, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk at all about the additions? I mean, maybe that won't take very long because we talked about them in advance. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we did. When, when they could be ordered. Um, yeah, I think we've covered that. Yeah. yeah. So um, we saw the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that was probably the only like major thing was was the addition with the puzzle, which I did get. Um, it was mm -hmm. already put together. <laughs> yeah. I was so disappointed. <laughs> But I mean, it's cool looking. It is really neat. It has its like own little like frame you can like re put it back into. But yeah, it mm -hmm. did come already put together, so you have to punch it out and stuff. Um, and it came with a um, it didn't come with a hard sleeve. It came with like a, a slip a slip sleeve um, that's vinyl sized, and then the actual CD came on a, a holder that was you know vinyl size with the ten mm -hmm. different slips of. Um, pictures from the 10 you know worlds or whatever um and then it had a it had a um a lyrics book that was separate um which was really nice it was also vinyl sized um yeah this is all paperback but even even the vinyl it's a, it's actually a slip cover it's not a not your typical vinyl like it's slight like a slight thick thickness to it this is just essentially paper um other than that um I think the pictures that did come with the clear box are some of the ones that are included with the black box. So that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they were smaller uh, and mm -hmm. and sort of the cardstock is better or something. Mm -hmm. um, but each uh, there's also additional cardstock that have individually the songs and the lyrics on them, which was neat, I thought, mm -hmm. which would make a really cool like wall hanging if you like put them in frames and stuff and put them on the wall. I think that'd be kind of cool uh, as a, as a collage. That's the word I was looking for. Um, mm -hmm. I think that'd be kind of neat. Although those were the two sets that I had. Um, otherwise, I think there was an edition where it was like, I think it was first press edition. I'm pretty sure had all clear sleeves and like even the cover was uh, clear through. And it was just like the outline of the, the one, logo was on the front slip and so you could see through the entire case it was kind of cool i don't know which edition that was though um and then the black edition uh you could barely read kind of like the metallica one which is really cool mm -hmm. and um 
There was the uh, Amuse bonus edition, uh, bonuses, which was the little eight by twelve cardboard picture, which is them on the throne, which is really cool. And then the other bonus, depending on what you got, was the um, which is the first time that I've gotten one, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, was one of those file folder folder files. It had the the one on one side, and it just had the the word you know the one or the other one on the other side. So it was really cool. I was really excited because I finally have one after all these years. <laughs> um, it's interesting because uh, I sort of feel like I am swimming in these. Like, and, and now I have four of them, you know. Um, but no, I'm super excited about having one of those. And then, of course, the other ones are just, you know, your typical CD in a, in a jewel case and, you know, the booklet and stuff. And um, I did only see like one of the US-UK editions where they, they had the, the 10 versions of it. And, you know, it's the same, the same pictures and stuff. And it's really nice. So, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the thing. So that's also how we also, well, the clear box, the, the, the one, the other one, the one edition was kind of the indicator of what the fifth song was going to be before they actually announced it because it is on the Blu-ray, the lyric videos on there. So that was kind of the other indicator. And of course the Japanese fans got theirs before, you know, Monday. And then I think what the, the actual announcement happened like Tuesday, <laughs> for oh hey mirror mirror is coming out as the fifth song it's like oh well yeah that's pretty much the quick rundown of of the qualities and stuff of them um not not too shabby so just curious to now see like how they're going to release the january show and the april show like if they're going to do it as a combined box set or if they're going to do it separately or like how they will be separate they will be expensive not that I have to worry about it. I didn't go, I don't have to worry about it because I didn't go to either show, so I'm not going to be buying them. That's that's how I have to. That's how I have to think about things <laughs> at this point. As much as I would like to see the April show, I I have to be patient, and it is what it is. But yeah, I think I would. I, th- I think my uh, my guess on that is goes the other way. I think I think they actually because they're thinking of this as sort of like two parts of one story uh mm-hmm. i think they're going to put them together uh, i think the, the expensive part is probably correct but oh yeah that's always you correct you something twice yeah but i still think i mean i understand that you know they, they could also make individual versions of this yeah, but, for you know but see what they did with the five fox festival though they put big fox festival and with the other five shows from the summer which was also a yep. bummer in my face but i i thankfully by the nice contribution of a fellow fan i have finally acquired that after all these years but yeah they did i mean they did it with that so i don't know mm. that was actually also the lamest of the the one versions that's that true I've ever seen i agree <laughs> i'll be yeah the the actual the one thing though was with the five masks but all the five the, the discs that were with them were regular dvd yet the the collection was all blu-ray and i know people were ticked about that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so legend metal galaxy made it uh, all in one rather than individually packaged mm-hmm. and the trilogy was several together so yeah it's it's hit or miss not without point. precedent yeah true but it's gonna be hit or miss on what how they will do it but i am curious about to see what they would do i really liked uh having the blu-ray at least for now for the uh at least metal kingdom and light and darkness which you know is 
the quality on the Blu-ray is significantly better, of course, than what than what you get on on uh, YouTube. So, I mean, like, you, I'm not even sure if I'm usually able to see this, but it's visibly better. Mm-hmm. It's you know may well not matter once we actually get the concert Blu-rays, but mm-hmm. um, and yes, yeah, so on the on this clear one that had uh, the lyric sheets in it, so that sort of each individual um song was on a on a translucent lyric sheet so mm-hmm. like you can you can you can kind of see through them but they're but they're all individual little squares um mm-hmm. so you can sort of spread them out and and uh and see what they are they have you know what it's it's basically like every page of a booklet but not bound and printed on translucent uh plastic so it is it's really kind of a neat effect mm-hmm. The black one. I don't think I opened the black one, did I? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I did because they have a, they have the lyric book, so they have a you know fairly fairly nice uh, lyric book that contains basically just one page per song and the lyrics on there and the credits. So it's it's fairly well credited. Uh, but also, oh, the shirts arrived too. Mm-hmm. So the information on the one itself. Uh, now I have a box that says the one. The people who thought it was a box. Did you get the gold, the gold version? Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. See, and I thought like when you ordered the not boxed version, they were also supposed to come in March, but I guess that's not the case. So I don't get mine until sometime mid next month. So not that I'm like rushed to have it, but I Mm -hmm. misunderstood. So I was like waiting around like i need to pay my shipping to tenso <laughs> i'm kind of glad i didn't well, have to wait i have to i have time now at this point <laughs> but anyway so the, the the special box was indeed the box the shirt came in um as people were suggesting it's not some extra extra box of some kind mm-hmm. it just says baby metal the one um the symbol is you know just half of the other one you know it's just mm-hmm. a big o mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of two big o's Mm-hmm. And it says, welcome to the metal verse on the side. So I, uh, the metal verse is not going away. The metal no. verse is part of the one in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, who knows, maybe it is the name of the fourth album. Mm-hmm. Metal verse that, that would be cool. That actually would be cool. I, I would be down for that. <laughs> yeah. The shirt, the shirt on the back also says that welcome to the metal verse. Oh, I, I know. But so. like if what you suggested about, it being a another album it would go along with mm-hmm. the the theme of you know metal well i guess it wasn't initially a theme well be metal and then metal resistance and then metal galaxy mm-hmm. so right. it would be metal verse yeah the, the, it, it sort of adds even more credibility to the idea that we you know we have a third and a half album you mm-hmm. know here off on the side that's not part of the metal uh canon Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had i mean we i think we had photos of the clear vinyl um the clear vinyl also showed up it's not much remarkable about that except his clear vinyl um there's a record store day thing which i think we talked about um last time Mm -hmm. where there's sort of like independent independent record stores uh get a sort of special version from what i understand though that's i don't know why they acknowledge that as being a record store day thing but I'm supposed to be getting mine like next week. Right. And I have mine already. <laughs> oh yeah. And you have yours already. So yeah, I don't know why they said it was record store day. Cause it's like, that's like April or June or something like that. It's farther in the distance. So I, yeah. I don't know. 
it's so what it what it is I have not fully understood this but I but I think my guess is that it is basically independent record store exclusive mm-hmm. it is um, so you still have to buy it from an independent record store but it's not and and it's moreover it's listed on the recordstoreday.com you know site I mean like it's it's part of that mm-hmm. push but I think it's I think it isn't one of the things that is start like only available on record it's store day. not no they uh i had someone check the list for me and they were like yeah this isn't on there and then someone turned around and was like oh yeah no this must be coming next week our shipment got delayed so <laughs> yeah so i mean like um i thought i was getting it super early i maybe got it a little early but um basically it seems like if you can find someone that can, you can order it from online you I think you can't get it from like Amazon or whatever. It has mm-hmm. to be some some independent store, but some will take orders and ship. Mm-hmm. I don't have myself any uh, presently any of the like individual ten US UK store ones, so I can't report on those. But um, but I expect they'll be next time. I will be able to. Did, did either of you get those? No. Which one? Each individual. Um, track had a specific cover version on the US UK store. No, 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 I didn't. I don't I order from that place. Yeah, that's the only place it was available though. Don't want to wait 8 months for something that comes out next week. Let's see. What else? Anything else? I don't know. Um that may be approximately it for the uh lots of ways to buy it. For the stuff that came with these things. Lots yeah. of ways to buy the thing. Mhm. Lots of ways to buy the thing. An entire periodic table of vinyl editions. Mhm. I don't that's think I true. added that to the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <laughs> no, I added that. But yeah. <laughs> and then, but yeah, I mean, I think so. What I have, I have clear and white now, and I think I at some point I'm going to have mm-hmm. the split one, yeah, the, white and there's, black. There's a bronze. There's a gold. There's a silver. There's the um, half and half. Yeah, there's there's a hundred different ways to buy this thing on vinyl. Yeah, there's a red one somewhere. The Metal Galaxy uh glow in the dark one was pretty cool yeah. i don't know if that that may have been forum exclusive it was but, uh, it was and i'm so yeah. disappointed because i got it for a friend of mine but then i didn't get one for myself and i regret it entirely hmm. <laughs> okay well maybe just maybe we have said all we need to say on this particular sunday i think so <laughs> which was a lot actually <laughs> yeah um, I mean, I guess there's we haven't really addressed what's what's gonna what we expect for Fox Day, but my uh, expectations haven't changed. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's not really worth it at this point. Other than they did yeah. announce the merch for the show, which looks oh, yeah. sick. <laughs> I don't usually use that very openly, but they just look sick <laughs> it's yeah. it's also very reminiscent of like old baby metal merch in my opinion the black and the reds is just so cool mm-hmm. looking and of course it's done by a lot of the artists that we're very familiar with doing their merch so um they oh, like do, the shirts you mean yeah the shirts for sure but the really cool thing that they do have available is they have a uh, a coffin tin of chocolates i mean it's expensive yeah. it's like 20 2800 yen but it's it's still a they finally have gotten around to it and have a canister of chocolate that they're selling as a merch <laughs> it's great and i think the chocolate says the other one on it yes it does um so yeah they'll be they'll be selling that there so if you haven't seen it um i know that 
around Twitter, there are extremely high definition versions individual of individual ones because they're doing merch a little differently this time um, because the venue where they're at doesn't have as much room like on the outside of the building as like, you know, Makahari and stuff. So they have to do it ticketed, which is a little different. So for people to actually see ahead of time what they're getting, what they would like to have, they actually posted high-res versions of each of the individual items, which is something a little different. So um, if you oh, nice. are used to Twitter or whatever, there are running around there if you want to take a close look at the fronts and the backs of all the merchandise and the T-shirts. I do recommend it because, like I said, they are sick. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Fox Day, literally in the next one, two, three, four, five, six days. So... Yeah. Hype, y'all! It is soon. Mm-hmm. Announcements yeah. and new things and new things and announcements. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're not going to be able to have time to get a, a sort of immediate on the spot report. No. But Kevin, you're going um, right. Yes. So, so as soon as you're back, we're going to yes. get uh, just off the spot yes. reports. Mm-hmm. Indeed, <laughs> we can we can we can sort of wrap it up here and. Uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here uh, very soon, uh, and we hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you. See you. <laughs>